It's Cofield and Company. All right, here we go. Five o'clock hour. John Von Tobel's here. Here is Spence Crawford, Radio Row, just outside of T-Mobile. Big boxing match tomorrow. We've talked some UFC as well. Uh, Adam Hill's going to join us as we go behind the patch, cover the Raiders. There's a lot of Raiders still race right now, yeah. so he'll join us at 5:30, and I'm sure he'll have something to say about bo- UFC. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to be into the the boxing. I saw Sam Gordon, who's probably covering the fight for the RJ. He was here. A little earlier, so rest assured our local paper will have the fight covered. Damon is back in our Finley Toyota studios. Much to get to this hour. We just finished with Luke Thomas building up the fight. And Damon, is that what you were talking about when you sent over Dream Fight Weekend? That kind of energy? Yeah, if you're just a fight fan, I mean, UFC 291, BMF titles on the line, Spence Crawford, something that's been years in the making, who wouldn't want to see this? I mean, Saturday, if you're not going to either event, even if you are, maybe just have your phone there streaming one or the other. But this is one of you're at home, maybe have like the split screen set up because you don't want to miss either one. What did we all think of Luke saying, you know, you owe it to the boxers, don't steal it. If you want more fights like this, you got to buy them every once in a while. Oh, sure. I think that makes a ton of sense. I mean, if you're if from the perspective of, like, if you're a real fight fan like a DeMond or anybody else out there who has been tracking this for years and has been waiting for it and really wants it, then part of it is, like, you, you've got to pay for it because then, of course, the better this does, mm-hmm. then other fighters, whatever they are, right, because I don't know what all the other fights and waiting are, they're going to be more inspired to go, oh, hey, look at the, look at the numbers. Like, we did what they wanted. The people came out. They said with their money, we wanted this, we bought it. Thus, let's make more of these fights. I think it makes all the sense of the world for that. I guess the issue is do you trust them to then turn around and make more fights? That's the risk. You're taking a leap of faith. Correct. I mean, but if but if he's right, if Ariel's right, like that we've seen this year that this has kind of happened, and that's why I asked him the question too, is because when I was reading the article that was up on ESPN about how the fight got put together, I got the sense that it was very fighter driven. Like, let's get this done, right? I want to fight him. He wants to fight me. I don't care what it is. You guys get in a room and let's make this thing happen. And if that's like a trend of fighters now going forward, it's a leap of faith that might pay off for you. Damon, uh, yesterday we were talking about TV and TV packages. Did you go into negotiations with your family about the Sunday ticket? Oh, I didn't bring up the Sunday ticket, but I do want to say about the fight, putting your money where your mouth is. I will be attending the fight. So, oh, you know, is that right? Putting the money where the mouth is. Literally. You bought the ticket? Uh, yeah, not me, but, you know, someone in the family did. Okay. Oh, know. you're going as a fan? Yeah. Why didn't you oh. apply for a credential? I didn't think to do it. I didn't you're think I was going to You can You can go. Any, I mean, I don't, not that I have to approve it, but I mean, you're, you know, you're repping Cofield and Company. Let's go. You want to know the real thing? I didn't know who to reach out to. I don't know who the Showtime reps are. Oh, come on. Well, well, actually, we'll get, we, I can, we can get you hooked up with the, the right people. Right. Let's also be honest, Damon. I mean, if you go as a credential media member, you can't buy booze. It's are you, I don't even know how much Damon drinks. Do you do that, that? That might be an inaccurate statement. Oh, that's a good point. I mean, well, if you throw it at me, then I have say I'm I, as a media member, I'm I'm going to have to behave. I've never drank at the rights, but but yeah, I would like a couple of pops. Yeah, and, and it's not an inaccurate statement in that if you're a member of the media, you shouldn't be drinking. Right. I, I think I forgot you were you were throwing out some sarcasm right. that unfortunately many people here are not 
I won't even say, because traditional media I used to see do it. The point is, there are some people here who will throw back a couple of pops, and they'll be on Media Row, and it's like, you're not supposed to do that. Come on, you drink? Uh, you know, I'm trying to be a little sober now, but no, I've been known to kill it at the bar every now and again. Okay, so Heavy that sounds like, somebody who, that sounds like somebody who's never... Like, if I was a police officer, I would I would immediately arrest you for <laughs> having a fake ID with that phrase. Yeah, I'll grab a Shirley Temple here and there. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to throw myself... I'm not going to incriminate myself, because I was going to be like, yeah, well, never mind. <laughs> Let me tell you about this one story. No. I've been known to enjoy a libation or two. <laughs> so I mentioned the DeMond family for this reason. It sounds like you've had a rough time the last couple of days. This is... Really, the only curse, there's a lot, of living in Vegas, like you got to be under control, don't fall victim to vices, but it is a destination, and people want to come here. Um, speaking of, I had, a, I had a high school friend reach out to me on my Facebook page, and he's like, Cofield, I'm in town. And I'm like, what the hell? Okay. I, and I still haven't answered back. I guess I'll answer back and be like, where are you? You better be around tonight after six. Um, Damon, are you having to entertain people in town? Do you have family and friends from out of town? Yes, I've got family, my uncle and my cousin, the worst father-son duo of all time, where they are driving me crazy with every ask. You know, coming in town for the fight, this has been, you know, this fight's been years in the making, so this trip has been years in the making as well for these two one to come for this fight, but I am exhausted. Wait, are they taking you to the fight, though? Are they, are they the ticket holders? Uh, yes. Oh, well, then you they, better then, do everything. Yeah, yeah. you're screwed. <laughs> You can't say no to anything. They were mad at me today because I didn't take off of work. So, you know, give, I'll give you guys give me the pat on the back for coming in today. But it's like, you can't take off work for us? And I'm like, no, I'm not taking off work for you guys. You'll um, be fine without me for three hours. Yeah. Do you have any clue what the tickets cost? Um, Close to four. Okay. Only four bucks? That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I'll, uh, I'll give you advice as an old guy who... Uh, I, I've, I've been taking more days off recently because I've kind of learned this is this is what you get. I mean, if these people are that close to you and they're bringing you to the fight, I would take the day off. But that's me as a wise old guy saying, don't don't waste opportunity. I don't want to get a little cheesy, but don't waste opportunities. I, I would have. I mean, your your situation is a little different. Demond, Demond, you're a piece of garbage. That's what he's telling yeah, you. Yeah, that's what. Right? They're, they're, oh, no, that's no, what he's no, trying no, to tell no, you. No, you're a no. piece of garbage. I also here's they the thing. Let I, me dancing know. around the topic. <laughs> no, no, piece of garbage. I, I also don't know the full story. I could, I could. Tell the same story and then hold back the fact that, like, I didn't, I want to work. I don't want to hang out with them. Well, yeah. Oh, no. We've be been having a great time. Really? It's, it's a great time to have, but then the things, the ask in between. And I'm also, I've become, in the, in the two days that they've been here, I've realized I'm the shady liar relative that's like, yeah, it's right around the corner. And it's not right around the corner. Oh, yeah, we'll take care of that soon. And we're not taking care of that soon. You know, how about you, how about you just pick up dinner and I'll get you next time? I've been doing all of that. That's a good one. Um, any really good dinners? Um, last night, Momofuku. They were really? Inside the Cosmopolitan, yeah. They were, wow. um, they were a little skeptical because it is a very limited menu, but when that roasted Jidori chicken came out... Okay. Look at this guy. Mind yeah. for change. Look at this guy. So this is the thing now, too. I'm getting this, getting this. That was probably your share might have been as much as the ticket. All right. For the boxing ticket. I mean, that ought to be 200 bucks for you, 175 for you. Yeah, did you pay? Uh, I put in a good $30 on the bill. See, this is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Wow. So now this is it. Well, you are. Hey, guys. Oh, you know. I get the sense that what you're doing now is That's you have to fair. recommend like just over-the-top places because you know you're not really going to have to ship out a bunch. Yeah. 
you know? So, like, yeah, just throw it out there. But like, hey, man, you know, like there's this nice French cafe, seven re- seven courses, wine pairing, you know, come on right down, Chinatown, let's go check it out, let's go. I was hoping that $30 that I put on the table was going to get smacked away of your money's no good here. It was a very fake offer of the $30. Yeah, we had a um, – I don't know if you told it on the air, and I don't, I don't really want to out the person, but he's going to get outed. Um, we had Arash on from the Sporting Tribune, and uh, Arash – when he comes to Vegas, he'll treat some of his staffers to dinner. And we did go to dinner, a few of us. I'm not on the staff, but we went to dinner last week. And it, there was one of those awkward moments. Ooh, boy. Where um, it's, you're thinking, like, hey, Arash is going to pay the whole thing. I'm not thinking this. But Arash is going to pay the whole thing. The other person had the credit card out, and they're just tapping it. But never, like, move the arm forward. So, And then I got in a weird situation where... I'm like, you know, I don't feel like putting it on a credit card. Uh, I'm just going to Venmo the person money. And it was sure. Arash. And Arash is like, I don't know what Venmo is. Get out of here. But he, it turned out, because um, he lives here now like half the time, it turned out I, I wasn't really tracking what they were drinking. They did split a bottle of wine. And then the more I was listening to him, I think he was a little, you know, he was far gone. And then he showed me his Venmo. And I'm like, you have Venmo here. Right. I can see your bank account number. I wrote it down quick. No, but I could see his bank. I'm like, it is active. I'll send you five bucks to test it. It popped up, and then I gave him so what I thought was a fair share for me. I I I did a three way split. It's a it's a high risk, high reward move. Which one? But no, what I'm about to present to you, which is so I've been you know to dinners like that before, and my last time it was it was a business dinner. Business happened, Um, and I I had a strong sense that I was not going to have to pay for the meal, but. What I did was I was actually the first to pull out the card and throw it down on the receipt. I did it aggressively. Like, here, at the Ooh. very least, not like not even assume whatever. I didn't even say I'll take it, whatever. I just put was my card Was there in. any chance they were going to be like, thanks, man? They're, that's what I'm saying. It's a high risk, high reward because the risk is that they're like, thanks, man. And then, like, boom, your card's gone and you're paying for everything. Yeah. But if you're in a sense that you feel like there's a pretty good shot that you're not going to, it looks awesome. When the person's like, oh, no, don't worry. Take, you know, gives the card back. We'll take care of it. Promise. It's a high-risk, high-reward move. This is, a, this is a favorite topic of Adam Hill because he's the martyr. He gets caught all the time on the wrong side. Oh, he's the worst. Well, because he doesn't drink. So oh, he drinks. He, he doesn't really drink in town much. I mean, there's times where we hang out at, like, the you know, when we're watching, like, on NFL Sundays that he has off. Right. And what drives me nuts is I'll ask him. He'll have the bill, and I'll be like, hey, what do I owe you? And it's always like, I'm like no, right, right. tell me what I owe. It's the way the show goes. And we, then like, we, we do interviews, and I'm looking at him like, you want to go or not? And right. he's like, mm-hmm. and it's like, like go! And like, I don't know if I've given you too much or too little. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what the tip is. Like, the what if, yes. Then he has a good story down the road. JVT did this. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I don't know. I had, a, I had a sitch last week where people were in town, and we were doing like every other bill was we would the, the, that party would cover it. Yeah. That couple, this couple. And I had a weird thing happen at the end where we doubled up on some local tiki bars. People know the tiki bars here. And they paid for the first. They comped, like, the whole bill. And then we go to the second one, no comp. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. that's mine. Like, come on. But what are you going to do? Yep. What are you going to do? Right? We live a luxurious we're, life. We're making memories, Damon. That's why, long story short, all that uh, sort of complaining about bills, you should have taken off today. That's what I was getting at. All right. Well, guys, it's been a good one. Uh, oh, now you're still oh, leaving. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. I, I, you're here now. I, we, we can't have you just leave. Um, this is interesting. You know, I'm listening to some of the shows here on Radio Row, 
and there's very casual sports talk radio shows like uh, the fan in Dallas was here, and I could tell you know the, the lead host wasn't really a boxing guy, which is fine. It's about it's about getting exposure. That's why they're brought in. We're probably mid level now. I'm not as hardcore on boxing in the UFC as I, I was from you know '96 to whatever 2015. Um, I heard one of the shows mentioning this one because this fight's at 147, and you got Errol Spence and Bud Crawford. They're in their prime. They're unbeaten. One of the hosts asked, "Hey, is this the fight where?" we will finally forget Floyd Mayweather. And I sat there and I'm like, I forgot him. Right. I don't mean like, I don't mean, you know, like viciously, like he never did anything for boxing, but like he hasn't been hanging over my head. There's other fights to make. Maybe I'm wrong on this one. Maybe I'm too inside the bubble, but I'll ask you guys, like when you, when you know they're going to fight in this range, 147 to 154, you're like, man, wish Floyd would come back. I mean, no. I've, you know me, but this is my thought process pretty much everything. Like, time moves forward. Yep. <laughs> so, in all of these, you know how, like, people say, like, oh, the NBA is just better when the Knicks are good. No, not really. Like, you don't really need them. No. You know, it's the same thing with all of these others. Ah, you know, golf is really good when Tiger's around. No, not really. Golf's still pretty good because you got I a mean, lot of good golfers. Floyd is old. Yeah, right. He, and he fought to, you know, the very end, and he was still very good. And I, I, don't, I don't think he was on the edge of, like, getting destroyed in a fight. Um, he started to take kind of, you know, some fights that were – Joke fights. The McGregor thing was a payday, but he's 46 years old. And so anyone who's still stuck on that, like, hey, in boxing, we, we move on, man. There's generations. He did what he did. He made a lot of money. He entertained a lot of people. But I think most people are beyond Floyd. And I think when you have somebody like Luke who comes in here and sells this as, you know, Celtics, Lakers, and as, you know, as big as it can be and everything like that, why, why would you need Floyd? So this one I'm fascinated with, and I want Damon in on this. Conor McGregor's a lot younger. But Connor's made a lot of money, and Connor ain't fighting until he's 41. That ain't happening. He's living a crazy life right now. Who's going to have a better life the next 20 years? There's a lot of ways to look at this. Between Floyd and Connor? Yep. Connor's the, the, mm-hmm. highest, the highest grossing MMA star in history, and I believe the money's still coming in. I don't know. If he gets zero cut of proper 12, his whiskey, yeah. or by you know selling, then he still gets a little bit. Um, but, I mean, he's, he's very rich. Floyd, I think, is still very rich. I, I do know Floyd supports a lot of people, and that can drain your money pretty quickly. Who's gonna, what do you think, Damon? Who's Next 20 years, who, who's going to live a better life? I think it's Floyd. I think that he has more of a better sense of himself outside of the fight game and, you know, what he means to people and the people that mean – you, yeah. you know, a lot to him in his life. I think that he is happier post-fight than Connor is in this stage of limbo that he's in. Hmm. Well, Connor can still have a couple more fights and make some money. Sure. Uh, Once you get that I much get, money, how much more do you need? I. Oh, it never ends. Um, well, well, if you spend it like they, say, both yep. guys do, and then if you're supporting 10 people, 12 people, 20 people, 40 people back in their businesses, I mean, that's another angle to look at um, on – Away from the ring, I don't know everything about Floyd Mayweather. I don't think – I mean, he got in trouble and, you know, got a little wild here and there. I don't think he's a big drinker. I think he's a big drugger. No. Um, Connor, Connor's living a superstar's life. And I'm going to say it again because, I, you know, I'm catching up on the Ultimate Fighter. And I know, Damon, yesterday you were, like, squirming and squeamish when I was mentioning Connor and how he looked and how he was acting. But how much of this reality show have you watched this year? 
None. He doesn't interest me like that. He doesn't move the needle for me. Where I watched the first episode where they picked the teams and I thought it was cool yeah. that, you know, Chandler's, I'm going to take all the vets, Connor's going to take all the old guys. But I haven't been interested enough to say I want to check. Connor McGregor isn't a ratings draw to me. He is a lunatic. First of all, they're using subtitles. Because <laughs> he's slurring his words. Right. And I don't think it's being punched wrong. Um, I mentioned the other day, his nose looks all jacked up. So I don't know what's going on there. Um, he's freaking, he's just a V now. Just bulk. Yep. Like, he, may weigh, he might weigh 200 pounds. It was funny. Um, I, I, I refrained from doing it yesterday. I kind of got my emotions in the middle of the day watching, uh, you know, Sinead O'Connor pass away. We mentioned that. We talked about it uh, with Xavier Pope. And I went back and watched, uh, I think it was in this building, I went back and watched UFC 189, the entrance for Conor McGregor, had Sinead O'Connor up on a pedestal singing. It was, it was unreal. It was unreal. And it was funny looking at Conor McGregor because I think that oh, fight yeah. was at 145. I mean, he's a different-looking person. But on the show, I mean, his eyes are like slit slits. He's just like, what is going on with this guy? And that's my question about living the better life. Sure. Plus, how many sexual assault allegations are you going to have? Sexual assaults, assaults in general. Like, yeah. And fights. Yeah. So I just, like, I wonder. And th But then the assaults are terrible, right? right? But then there's also, I know people who are like, live it up, man. Live it up. Get as much as you can. If you go to 60 instead of 82, maybe that's what he wants to do. I don't know. But following them is going to be fascinating because Floyd really is out of the limelight. Mm -hmm. And Connor's still got a little time left. But then I wonder what he's going to be in the future. It, it, they're, they're fascinating characters. They're clearly unreal talents. They're promotional whizzes in their sport. But I do wonder what it's going to be like the next 20 years. Right? I mean, my answer would lean toward Floyd, not knowing the particulars about who you're supporting and your spending habits, only given the fact that, like you said, what we know about Connor and what we can observe about Connor are actions that don't lead toward longevity. Put it that way. And they're, they're, for most people, there is a moment where you turn the corner. I mean, lots, they don't, and they perish early. But, you know, as you get older, you get it and you slow down. We'll, we'll see what's going to happen. And then from the money standpoint, I don't know who handles their money better. Um, I know this. The mom, when I was watching the reality show, I think it was like episode or, uh, eight or nine, uh, Connor's got a Lambo, right? He's got a Lamborghini that he drove over. And I, you can never tell what the timeline is. But, like, they show him around the gym, and he's like, and there are subtitles, and his eyes are slit, and he's like, I'm going to get in the Lambo and drive home. I'm like, whoa, whoa, and then he actually, he, uh, he let a, a, one of his fighters drive the Lambo, and then even he was like, well, he's like, I don't know if he knows how to drive it. He got a little aggressive there, but, uh, you know, stuff like that, you're like, bro, be careful. You know, be careful with people around Las Vegas, so he's a wild guy. He's a wild guy. Yeah, he is, and I'll give, like, a little Floyd story where it's like just, I think he's just happier and more content with life. A recent video that he posted in the past month, it was just him with his grandson and trying to put him to other people in the house, and the grandson didn't want to leave him. And he's just uh, like, cool. he loves me the best. He loves me more than anybody in this house. That's awesome. So it's like Floyd's just at a different stage of life than Connor is. He still owes me a tip for the bounce house I set up in his backyard all those years ago that he you left did? the sprinklers on. Oh, yeah. I haven't told you the story. He didn't tip you? Nobody tipped of, me. Of all the guys? Not only that, he left the sprinklers on. Flooded the whole thing. <laughs> Had to drain it out. Thanks a lot, Floyd. <laughs>
I've never heard of a bad Floyd story when it comes to tipping. Oh, I was terrible. I was. You know what? It's, here's the thing. Uh, I had never either. I was so excited. <laughs> I, like I was so excited. Nothing. I was like, yes, this is it. Like, I'm going to go. This is it. Like, this could be my big break. He, he was distracted at times in the past. Yeah. <laughs> That's some things to deal with. Pay-per-views coming up tomorrow on Showtime. Five o'clock start. Spence and Crawford. Make sure you check it out. Nova Home Loans has ways to save you thousands of dollars that you can put towards buying down the interest rate or help with your closing costs on a new home. Call today to find out if you qualify. 702-577-2600. Now, back to Cofield and Company in the Finley Toyota Studio on ESPN Las Vegas. Five o'clock hours brought to you by our friends at Nova Home Loans. John at Nova Home Loans. You know, I worked and the station worked with Nova Home Loans a lot when things were uh, flying high in the real estate market, especially with the rates and all those refis we set you guys up. Well, they did uh, with a ton of great deals and they're doing the same. Obviously, the game is a little bit different right now with interest rates a little bit higher, but you got to call John. They have multiple special programs. You hear this all the time, right? Oh, special programs. I'm telling you, he's explained it to me. I'm a layman. I'm not going to regurgitate it, but they're working some really good things to get people better deals on the rates, but especially good deals on what you're paying for properties. And I know there's so many people right now who are looking at their house and like, hey, I want to upgrade. But my God, how, how much can I upgrade? And then all of a sudden my payment's going to go through the roof. John's going to work on it with you. 577-2600. Trust me. All right. We worked it for you the last time when the, the rates were good. Now that they're a little higher... Get the info from John, and I think he's going to shut you up. 577-2600. Your guy, Otani, who several people claim can't be the face of baseball, he's the face of baseball. You know, it's funny. um, Driving home last night, only at the stoplights, uh, it hits me, and I'm like, you know, we were talking about Otani, and I said he was the greatest player in baseball history, and a lot of it's just based on, hey, he's hitting bombs, and he's pitching. He has 148 strikeouts. I think they added the eight into the total I saw. Mm-hmm. Um, but the number I saw was 148 Ks and 111 innings. He's going to strike out 200 this year and probably hit 50 home runs. And when people talk about Babe Ruth, Babe never really crossed over doing both. Um, he was an amazing pitcher, like 300 innings a couple years, multiple 21 seasons. But when he really took off as a hitter, he wasn't pitching. He wasn't doing it at the same time, right. which is another thing with Otani that's amazing that he hit what Yesterday. Today? Or, he had two or, yesterday and a one hitter. Yeah, yeah, and then it's a solo shot today. And like that's the thing, what, one what, hitter. Like what's incredible? Yeah, yesterday. That's the thing. He he goes out, pitches a one hitter, 111 pitches, first complete game, right? And then after that, after what, an hour and a half off, goes out there, and then of course plays at the plate, does what he does, and hits and hits again. Like it's it's nuts watching what he's been able to do. And I keep saying this, Steve, and like you saw it again today when he hit a solo shot to open up the game against the Blue Jays. He's doing it in high leverage situations with this hitting when they really need it. He and he knows like he is such an enthusiastic baseball player as well, which is really cool to see. Like he hits the home run and the, the camera catches him in the dugout. He's screaming. He's like, I hit it. you know what I mean? Like they know how big this series is against Toronto. Like it's awesome to watch. Would one of the coolest things to ever happen in baseball be John Fisher with the A's moving here? It's about ninety eight percent in. They're starting to float new stadium plans. No roof. Right. We knew this was happening. The stadium's not going to be $1.6 billion. It's going to be, say, $1.1 or $1.2 billion. You're getting a loan from multiple people. $450 million for Otani. Let's go. A's get in it. Las Vegas A's. Sure. Not Oakland. That era's done. The recent era. How ridiculous would that be if they, him and Cavill were like, new era. 
We're making a run at Otani in Vegas. Biggest star in the history of baseball in the sports capital of the world. We're going to put our money where our mouths are. I can't even get it out. Right. Well, because the problem is, is, as we talked about yesterday, right, you're going to get the money everywhere. So you've got to differentiate yourself from the other contenders for him. And how do you do that? Vegas. We've got a vibrant Asian community. Vibrant. So come down and play in our vibrant or they'll play and enjoy our vibrant Asian community and win. And like the Angels, we're going to build. 65. We're going to build around you. It might take eight years. I might be biased, but I think the Angels are a little bit closer. Should the A's take $400 million and kind of spread it out amongst players? Probably. Maybe a better, maybe a better plan. Probably the idea. Because here's the thing. If you're going to do that, you yeah. would have to spend more money to acquire players that would at least put a competent ball club around him. We'll go behind the patch. A lot's happening at Raiders camp and rumors around the Raiders. That's coming up. That is rare. I mean, that is, uh, on many levels, cavalier to just take a grenade and launch it in three different directions with somebody's name on the grenade. October 8th. Let's go. Now, back to Cofield and Company in the Finley Toyota Studio. Studio. Oh, man. What a big close to the show. We're so glad to have the William Hill Sports Hour coming up. Our buddy Paul Howard always speaks well of me. Uh, he's up at 6 o'clock. So we got to hustle now. we got to hustle. Now, here's the thing. Adam Hill's with us. Adam, we're going to hustle. You and you, know, you uh, myself, and JBT are going to have a good conversation here. And then Ariel Hawani is going to come on with us. Um, oh, John, John, set, John set the odds earlier at Luke brilliant. Thomas coming on at plus 250. Of course, he answered my text and showed up on time. Um, Ariel, I saw him. Apparently, he had to change his number, and he said he'll be back before 6. So, I'm I, guessing it's going to okay. be 555. I said the odds at 12, 12 to 1 for Ariel to come on. So, yeah. I got some really and, good odds making here. And we kid because we care. Um, all right, Adam. Let's we, – we have – there's actually a lot of Raider stuff going on right now in terms of rumors. I'm not sure where I, want, where I want to start, but I saw a couple crazy ones last night. First, Josh Jacobs was offered 12 mil a year and turned it down. What are you hearing on this? I mean, I, I don't think that's – that's completely off. I don't think it's a, a crazy, ridiculous thing. I think it's how it's structured more than anything, right? I mean, I, yep. it seems that the guarantees maybe were not where he wanted them to be, uh, and that they maybe wanted like three years for 36, but only like half of it or even less than half of it guaranteed. Um, and then at that point, what, are you, what security are you actually getting out of this? Uh, sounds like maybe also a delayed guarantee at some point of, hey, we're, we promise we'll guarantee it at some point. <laughs> Uh, which I don't know about all that either. Um, Twelve million is about right. I mean, look, it's at least it's at least a tw- eleven and a half a year, which was what the franchise tag would be for two years. That's right. the starting point, so it has to be more than that. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it's just more in how it was structured and how it was, and how it was uh, how it was kind of laid out and how it was guaranteed. That was the bigger issue because you know would he have taken three years, thirty six million, fully guaranteed? Yeah, I think he would have. Yep. But I don't think that's what it was. I mean, compromise. Three years, 36, 28 is guaranteed. Okay. I mean, that's probably right. fine, too. I didn't think but, it was but that's right. not fine. It's not coming from the Raiders. <laughs> no. No, it wouldn't have been. I don't think they would have wanted to do that, and they obviously didn't do that. And uh, we are where we are. Adam Hill, member of Run DMC, with us here on Cofield and Company. Yeah. Um, you see his outfit? Was he going to see the Jabberwockies the other night? <laughs> now Steve's typing. You didn't see this? Is that right? Yeah, go, go, look, go look at his Twitter account. Oh, uh, really? <laughs> looks good. It looks good. All right. Um, how worried do I do? Should we be about this uh, day of rest for Jimmy G? I think the schedule. Look, if you listen to what Jimmy G said when he was up there, he said 
Uh, he feels very good. He feels close to being where he wants to be. He feels close to healthy, but he's not fully there yet. And he said we're going to be very smart about how we manage training camp. So um, I think they have several days of rest planned. Uh, makes sense today with an off day Sunday where uh, you can take off today, come back, practice tomorrow, be off Sunday. It's so only practice one out of three days. Uh, I, think, I think we're going to see him take more days off uh, throughout, throughout this uh, campaign. Uh, as they're trying to ramp up for the regular season, because look, he he has injury problems in the past. He hasn't, you know, played many full seasons. So I think they want to be very careful with somebody who's already injured at the start of camp to make sure that he's fully healthy and where he needs to be. Exactly. I don't know why anyone would freak out about a guy who's just coming off injury getting maintenance days. Come on, he'll get his time together. He doesn't need that much time. He's a veteran. He and unlike Derek Carr, you would think he under. I'm not. And this is not a rip on Derek Carr. But there was obviously uh, issues with cohesion with Joshi and Derek Carr when it came to the offense. I think Jimmy G knows it pretty well. Can I give you another rumor out there? And sure. my problem here is with the source. I'll mention the source here in a second. Um, reports yesterday, and a lot of the uh, aggregators picked up on it, uh, stories that uh, there will be a story soon that Devontae Adams wants out from uh, Vegas oh. and that he wants to join New York Jets and uh, the New York Jets and former quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Your reaction to this? Why wouldn't he? <laughs> really? I mean, look, I would if I was him. Like, I don't think that's crazy. Now, is Devontae Adams demanding he wants out and then forcing his way out right now? I don't think so. But, look, he's at a stage in his career. He doesn't want to play for a bad team. It doesn't make much sense. I, I think he loves being here in Las Vegas for a lot of reasons. He, he likes the tax situation. He likes the weather. He's, uh, he's actually... Uh, he's talked about it a little bit, but for those that don't pay attention to every day, uh, he's obsessed with golf now. He's playing all the time. Uh, and he loves the fact that he can get on the course whenever he wants here. So, I mean, there's a lot of good factors. He, he, uh, he had a lot of family members that never made it to Green Bay because it was hard to travel there. Old people in his family, his grandparents, right. uh, never made it there. He, he has a suite here, and they can all come to the game, so it's an easy trip. Like, there's a lot of things he loves about it here. But I, I don't think he has any interest in playing for a bad team. He hasn't played for many bad teams at all in his career, right. and I, at this stage when you don't have much time left, like I don't, I wouldn't want to play for a bad team, and if they're as bad as we think they could be, I think he should probably want out, and will want out, but I don't know that he's going to force his way or make that happen. I think, you know, he might play out this year and see where they go out in the offseason, but um, look, I think we know from the comments that he made uh, where he kind of backtracked a little bit from them, but we, we understood what he was saying uh, in the offseason about not understanding the direction, not necessarily agreeing with it, but hey, I'm a player. Uh, and I'm going to go do what I'm told and what I'm asked to do. And um, So I, I think there was a lot of truth to what he said. Uh, I don't think he's going to force his way out now, but it's something to walk, some monitor. Okay. Yeah, I don't think it's outlandish after the season. I guess my bigger problem is, and I know a lot of these guys are about bits, and we can go even further. Um, some media people are just you know kind of fraudulent and scammers. The report, you saw who put out the report, right, or at least was talking about it on the show. And now people no. are running with it. Do you know who it is? No. Yeah. Craig Carton from Fox Sports. <laughs> okay. Where, where could Craig have connects to Camp Adams or the Raiders, I suppose. But based on yeah. who he is and what his new job is and the need to, you know, inflame things. And, by the way, he's a, he's a good radio guy. I don't know if he's a good person. I, yeah. I, would, I would say going to jail for defrauding people means you know, yeah. you're not a great person. But when I saw everyone's running with it, like, from Fox Sports, like, you, you got to differentiate. Like, it ain't Jake Laser. Yeah, yeah. And, look, I, I mean, to me, he's just he's doing the same thing we're doing, reading the tea leaves and 
yeah. you know, trying to put that together. I think that more, more than anything, that's what's going on. Okay. Um, what's the latest with Brady and ownership? Has he now been kind of swatted? Yeah, it's it's a, it's a thorny issue. Uh, there's a new rule where basically you can't uh, be a team employee and a part owner unless you're a relative of the owner, uh, which I think was a carve-out made because obviously like Stephen Jones is the CEO of the Cowboys and he also is part owner and family owns it. I believe Spanos is also uh, several teams around the league. Uh, have, uh, you know, people that are part owners that are also part of it, but uh, they have to be family members now going forward. And so uh, Tom Brady, who was going to, you know, buy into the team and then also take on a role in the organization, uh, is kind of blocked from doing that. So I think they're kind of working through the procedures now. Um, I, I heard it suggested that maybe Mark Davis could just adopt Tom Brady. Uh, make a part of the family and go forward. I don't know if that's going to work, uh, but I think that they're just trying to, you know, figure out exactly what's in the language. I know I talked to some other people around the league that just didn't quite understand fully what exactly the rules meant yet. So I think a lot of people are trying to work through that, and I think a lot of lawyers will be looking at that language for the next couple of days. What are you covering tomorrow? Are you doing the boxing here in town? Or are you writing from afar on UFC, or are you at Raiders all day? I will be uh, Joshua Daniels is speaking at seven thirty in the morning, and then I will be at the uh, fight. Really? Look at you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mark Davis is one of the celebrities listed amongst 25 celebrities. Um, so is, uh, so is Cardi B. I think Mark Davis and Cardi B together will be great. Oh, you're right. Cardi B's on the list. Oh, yeah. now I wish I was uh, at least in the rafters for this one. What a bummer. Yeah. Dean Spanos. Unfortunately, unfortunately, offset's there, so I don't think uh, Mark Davis could shoot a shot. Okay. <laughs> Adam I was Hill. Saying, you do need a succession plan. Member of the company is with Cofield <laughs> <laughs> Company, uh, covering the Raiders all week long. Uh, we'll get into some more of the hardcore stuff as the week or the uh, camp develops. All right, last one. Um, you texted me during the show yesterday, which I don't think you ever listened, but in this case you yeah. were. I was talking about how to cover an utter disaster. An utter disaster. Yeah. The USA yeah. uh, World Cup, Women's World Cup team. Uh, in a draw with the Dutch, you sent me, well, they were only minus 140. Uh, John, you yeah. came back with what? Oh, minus a, 140 a, on a three-way three line is pretty solid. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty solid. solid. Yeah, to, win, to win the game, they were minus 140. They drew. Yeah. Like, they didn't lose. They, they were, it was a draw, so they it's, lost the minus 140. Uh, that's not a huge, like, discrepancy between what was supposed to happen and what did happen. Look, they didn't play well early in the game, for sure. They they're dominated the, the second half. They're the heavy favorite to win. This, this is my problem. We have expectations on teams, right? And sure. I'm watching yesterday analysis. I th- actually, I think it was on the Today Show. They had Abby Wambach on. And I just hear excuse after excuse. Can we fire this? Well, I mean, in every statistic, they outperformed at the Netherlands. But yeah. the problem is, is we like to see our women's team dominate. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. And we don't feel comfortable unless we are up by two or three goals. Yeah. And that's just not going to be the way of the future because mm-hmm. other teams are getting better. The other federations are putting so much more money in their programs. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. When the USA yeah. men's basketball team doesn't destroy everyone every year in international competition, I want them treated the same way. Because what she's saying is logical. The rest of the world is funding their women's soccer programs. The other teams yeah. are getting better, just like men's basketball around the world is getting better. But the men didn't get that benefit. Because this is about – it really – if you, you can compare them, this is very similar to when the world started to slowly catch up on the USA men. Uh, I, I, 
here, here's the issue that I have with what you're saying. I, I don't necessarily disagree with you. I, like that game was that game had draw written all over before it. The U.S. Actually, the U.S. was actually better. The first game was a better example of where they're bad. They were awful in the first game, despite winning three nothing. They were much much better yesterday or uh, Wednesday during the second game. Uh, so they played far better in the draw than they did in the win. Um, but my other issue is that I don't remember a team this hated in any other sport. Like this team is drawing hate from all over the place. Oh well, I mean, but the well, I guess there's similarities there too. I, I always thought the USA men's team, especially in the early 2000s, was hated uh, in large part because of race, um, and in this yeah. case, it's because of gender and sexuality right. with the women. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's uh, people have kind of weaponized that against them, and especially Megan Rapinoe. All right, Adam. Yep. See you next week. I appreciate you checking in. Busy week with the Raiders, and uh, I think it's going to be an exciting camp. Camps generally are not that exciting, but the Raiders camp is going to be exciting. I guarantee it. Something every day. Something every day for sure. Good talking to you guys. Yes. All right. Quick timeout. We'll see if we can uh, scoop up for a final guest spot, but we got plenty to get to as we get set up for the weekend here in Vegas. Very busy weekend. Spence Crawford on pay-per-view tomorrow. 5 o'clock start. Showtime pay-per-view. Cofield and Company presents Grab Bag. Don't touch it. Don't even look at it. Only on ESPN Las Vegas. Stick your hand in there, Dave. John, I think we hooked you today. Or at least Luke Thomas did. Oh, yeah. Making the pitch in the 4 o'clock hour. We'll post that on video. You should send it to Showtime. (laughs) Right. He deserves deserves a bonus. I mean, he's honest. I mean, he is working for Showtime, but... uh, He's honest. I mean, I think he would tell us if it was going to be a lousy oh, fight. Oh, yeah. Because um, he was critical on some other stuff that Showtime works with. <laughs> and he's a pretty honest guy. Um, you know, I was just telling you, and Damon, I want your fight pick here in a second because you're going to the fight as a fan. Uh, I was just telling you, you know, I've, I covered boxing for a long time at all these radio rows. And I used to, we used to travel the show a lot. And we know it so much anymore because we, from a local business standpoint, we get bought for, you know, four, six, and year blocks to do Friday shows at different places. We'll announce where we're going to be on Friday relatively soon, so I, it's not as easy. We could still do it. Uh, we'd have to split the show, so we'll look into that if, right. you know, if, if there's more big boxing matches. We certainly, uh, you know, we're Adam and I are very tight with Dana White, so we'll, uh, we'll reach out to you. We can, we can still do stuff at UFC fights. Um, yeah, but it's got to have the sizzle too, right? Especially during football season. We're going to sure. sit out here and do boxing and, and USC. But I was telling you earlier, there's a ton of familiar faces. A lot of new faces too. A lot of blogs. Um, and that's not an podcasts. insult. A lot, a lot of podcasts. They're awesome, right? And, and in a lot of ways, they get it way more than we do with video. They're putting really good stuff out. And you can tell they're really into the, the boxing scene. But I see a lot of older people here. And it, it gets me thinking of one of the weirdest things in boxing is the because it's a niche sport and not that much media covers them on a regular basis there are media people who are not affiliated but don't get along well with certain promoters and i'm not outing this guy because i think he's awesome and i find what he's doing now is really interesting and i'm i'm i talked to him a couple weeks ago steve kim right steve is a regular on our show well you know steve's doing sports and he was with espn for a long time He's also working with Jason Whitlock in that world. Oh. So uh, he's, he's a really good sports opinion dude and great on the fight game. And I texted him earlier, and I was like, hey, are you out here? And he's like, well, you know, it's a uh, PBC fight, and uh, I don't go to those. And it's not on you. Like, I, w- I, w- I was like, oh, I forgot. But, like, I don't know who. 
Everyone, That's crazy. I, it's dude. It is nuts. It's, it's like a, it's, it's like the not, way boxing got over yeah. the last twenty years. Can you imagine not going to cover an NBA Finals or something as a national writer only because like, like, like if this team makes it, I'm out. Yeah. Or or even or that or I was thinking I was liking it too. Like nah, sorry, Finals are on ABC. Oh yeah. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? I can't do. I can't do <laughs> sorry, that. Sorry, I'm, I'm a CVS guy. Yeah. That's crazy. But that's, you know, look. But that's I, the sport. I was going to say, it's held itself back with doing that kind of stuff for a while. So hopefully this is the start of something cool because you can get a lot of people into it. You get me interested in it. That's why I wanted to come down here, to be quite honest with you. I, I am very vocal about my, you know, my ignorance when it comes to boxing. Like, I don't pretend that it's not a good sport. It is a good sport. I've sat down and watched many boxing matches in different living rooms and ordered ones, and I enjoy it every single time I watch it. But in terms of following it and understanding what a fight like this would mean, I wanted to be down here to kind of get the feel of what it actually meant. Come on, go in the bag, please. Stick your hand in there, Dave. You deserve it. This is a big, big moment, big moment. Uh, fight pick for this fight. Bud Crawford's a slight favorite. Uh, I am going with Bud Crawford here. I mean, he's been one of my favorites for a while. When you guys talk about the PBC thing, I used to be a huge HBO boxing guy. Like, if a fight was coming on HBO boxing, I'm tuned in. That was like my childhood. So, I'm not saying that I, I'm not going to this fight, but, man, HBO boxing, that was premiere for me. Yeah. Um, my experience over the years as a radio person, and we're trying to generate revenue, I was in every promotion right. guy. Right. Like, right. If, if you're going to do a buy with us. You'll have us. And then, I'll be there. Yeah, and, and I, would, I would go to fights even if we didn't get a buy, but, uh, you know, you can't. When you start differentiating like that in our business, like, when you're turning up money. That's just, right. That's just stupid. HBO isn't around anymore, so, you know, that's just nostalgia. Which is crazy. That, is, that is crazy that they bowed out. Damon, do you have boxing in your background? Why, what is the, what's behind the love of boxing? I've never asked. Uh, it's just a family thing. Like I said, my yeah. uncle and my cousin, they're coming out. That was just a, a big, hey, a big fight's coming up. We're going to watch it. You know, just, just growing up, just watching boxing all the time. It's a love. It's a love for the game. It's something I would never do, you know. I've tried my hand in it a little bit, but yeah. I, I mean, don't you th- don't you throw hands like from a what do you are you southpaw or uh, conventional in when you wrestle? Um, conventional. I did take a couple of lessons from Wayne McCullough. He's pretty close to the station. Um, yeah. a former champion around uh, one eighteen. Uh, He's awesome. Yeah, and like man, like the guys from New Street, Jesse Merrick and uh, Brian Salmon, re- you know, boxing with those guys, and it's like they, they take it a little bit more seriously than I do. I'm just in there, hey, this is fun. But they're like, hey, we're training for the Masters. I'm going to take it easy. Are you more dangerous with your hands in wrestling, an elbow, or a clothesline? Definitely an elbow. I would, this, I'm not being a heightist because I'm not a tall guy. I would think for a guy who's a little bit shorter that the clothesline is tough. Yes, it is, actually. Unless it's a flying clothesline. Ooh. It's a little tougher, yeah. It's like you're not, you're not really throwing it up there. And it's like I can only throw it up there so far, you know. You know, uh, did I did I see Demon on a video in the past do a, a backflip? Yes. Yeah, he did a back. He did a Courtney Reese back. Maybe not as good as Courtney. Uh, UNLV football running back was doing. He did one on on video the other day at Allegiant. I was like, whoa. Okay. You know, uh, just gonna throw this out there in the spirit of where we're at right now. Yeah. I am one to know officially as a boxer. Oh, is that right? Yes, I did sign up for some boxing like database because it was part of like a charity fight here in town. It was like years ago, and I won. So there you go. Want to know? Well, thank you to Showtime Pay Per View for having us out for the fight today. Make sure you grab the pay per view. You know what? Have a big TV setup if you can at sure. home uh, because UFC 291 is a great event. This is a great event. You got two of the best going at it, both unbeaten in their prime, fighting at 147, which has always been a glamour division. Come on, great job today, John. Appreciate it. Thanks to all our guests. 
Adam Hill, Luke Thomas on short notice. We will see you. Check for the archives all weekend long.